Welcome to Foundational You with Dr. Dean Hackett, the home of biblical teaching and cultural impact. We are so glad that you joined us for today's podcast. You can find out more about Dr. Dean, read his blog, and find more episodes at fdeanhackett.com. Now for today's episode. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. I'm Dr. Dean, and I got a question for you. How do you handle adversity? How are you handling the crisis that's going on in our nation right now? The political division, the inner fighting, the struggles going on at our nation's capital, the crisis that our state governments are in, the economic crisis that we're facing, the fact that uh, we are in debt in such a way that it is, it is staggering. I mean, how do you count the numbers? The interest rates that are continually rising, the inflation that's not really there, but if you go to the grocery store, you know very well it is there. The, just all of these things, the, the, uh, the hypersexuality of this culture and the, the moral depravity that just seems to be coming in greater and greater measures, the lawlessness and, and the, the whole loss of propriety and things that are decent and it just seems like we're, we're in, this, in this morass that we're just sinking deeper and deeper into this slime and goo. How are you handling that? What, in what ways are you dealing with it? Are you in cocoon mode? Are you angry at it? Are you just trying to deny it and, and just, just deal with it as best you can? Are you, how are you handling it? Scripture tells us what we should be doing in the midst of such situations. And these were the words that the Apostle Paul, or excuse me, the writer of Hebrews wrote to us when he said, Therefore we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weight and sin that would so easily beset us or ensnare us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We, we talked last time that one of the ways that we need to be handling this is keeping our eyes on the things that are before us, not just the things that are around us. It's not denial. It's not denying that these things are going on. And it's not denying that we need to be a part of the solution. And that, that we need to help our, our, our community and our culture. It's not denial, but it is keeping our eyes fixed on those things that are eternal and those things that are certain so that those are the things that bring to us encouragement and hope and assurance and affirmation. Because the things around us are temporal and they're fading away. And the one thing that we know for certain is that Jesus Christ said this, You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. 
And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we, not, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Look at the promise that Jesus gave to us. This is the eternal promise that we keep our eyes on. And that is Jesus Christ saying, I've prepared a place for you. It's an eternal place. It is a certain place. And when I have that completed, I'm going to come back again and I'm going to receive you unto myself. This is the second part of it. We know for certain Jesus Christ is coming again. And inside scripture, he gave us sign markers that would let us know that time of his coming is close. And dear ones, let me tell you, we're not within years and months. We're within hours of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He could come literally at any moment. I've been studying this material on the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and these sign markers that he gave to us. I have been studying them since 1969, in-depth study. Each year, looking at it, updating it, seeing how close, how close, how close it's getting, how close it's getting. And oh, I'm telling you, there are things that are being fulfilled right now almost every day of the week that could never have been fulfilled before right now, but they're being fulfilled right now. That's letting us know the coming of Jesus is so close and it is so soon. And so the apostle writing this book of Hebrews wanted us to know, look, look, as Jesus kept his eye on the things that were before him and the joy that was set before him, that gave him the strength and the endurance and the ability to remain steadfast. You'll remember, as I, as I do, in the garden he prayed, Lord, if it's possible, let this pass from me. This cup is too much. I, I don't know if I can handle it. But what happened was at that moment, he got his eyes off of what he was going to be suffering and got his eyes on what was set before him. The fact that he was going to go to Sheol and release the captives and take the captives to heaven with him so that, that he would be releasing them out of the prison of Sheol held there by the powers of darkness and they would be with him in heaven. And he was going to sit down at the right hand of the Father on high. And listen, Jesus gave to you and I the same promise. He said to us that we get to sit with him in, in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. That that's his promise to us, that we get to sit with him in his throne as he's sitting with his father in his throne. That you and I are going to rule and reign with him in his millennial kingdom. That you and I are going to be reigning with him in his eternal kingdom. What we do when we're in the kind of time we're in right now is we keep our eyes fixed on the promises of Jesus that are eternal and are absolutely certain and not let the things around us which are not eternal, which are not certain, which are in such upheaval, we don't let them determine our attitude or our altitude spiritually or emotionally. Because those things pressing in upon us can so greatly determine our attitude and, and our level of emotional health and well-being. But Almighty God said, no, that's not what you do. You see that those things are temporal, Yes, you have responsibility there. No, you don't shirk your responsibility. Yes, you maintain that. Jesus said, occupy till I come. That means work until I come. Yes, you do that. 
but you don't let the upheaval of those things determine your spiritual fiber and well-being. They don't determine how you run your race. You keep your eyes fixed on the joy that is set before you and let the joy of the Lord be your governor. Yeah, amen. Amen. That's what we do. That's what every one of us do. But then he said, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Fixed on Jesus. Where's Jesus right now? Seated at the right hand of God. And what's the promise to us? When our Lord, who is seated with Heavenly Father, comes and appears, we'll also appear with Him in glory. In other words, the rapture of the church is coming soon. The word appearance. See, Jesus' second coming has two components to it. The first component is when He appears in the sky and captures the church away. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with Him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. That appearing. And then the second part is when He physically comes to earth again to rule and to reign for 1,000 years in the city of Jerusalem. That day could be just seven years away. Wow. Wow. And we're going to be with Him. And we look to that. And we, we let that reality be alive in our heart and keeps us certain, keeps us steady. It keeps us steady and certain. It keeps us steadfast. It keeps us on course. It helps us, it helps, gives us the endurance to keep running because I know my Lord Jesus is coming. I, I know He's coming soon. And so I, I run this race with assurance. Yes, yes, I do. That's how I can be steadfast and certain. That's how I can be steadfast and certain because my eyes are on Jesus. But there's an important question that we have to ask ourselves. Which Jesus is the writer of Hebrews talking about? Which Jesus? There are so many Jesus that are being talked about today. Are we talking about the Jesus that Hollywood portrays? That effeminate, mystical, weak, Jesus that just kind of floats around and his eyes are empty and he's just, he's, you know, and, and, and he's kind of effeminate. And uh, is that the Jesus he's talking about? The kind of Jesus that, that Hollywood portrays that, that, that he was homosexual or the Gnostics say that, that, that uh, he had relationships with Mary Magdalene and they had a, they had a baby together. Is, is that the Jesus that we're talking about? That mystical Jesus? Or is the writer of Hebrews talking about the Jesus who is the brother of Lucifer? as there are some religious organizations that teach that, that Jesus was a created being, like we're created beings. And, he was his, and his brother was Lucifer, and Jesus was the good side of the family, Lucifer was the bad side of the family. Is, is that the Jesus that we're talking about? That, that was a human Jesus, there wasn't deity, but he was a human Jesus, and he had a brother named Lucifer. 
Is that the Jesus that the writer of Hebrews is talking about? When he's saying, keep your eyes on Jesus, who exactly is he talking about? Is he talking about the Jesus who was a great religious teacher, but he, he wasn't crucified, he didn't die on the cross, he didn't go to hell, he, he, didn't, he didn't raise from the dead, he was a great religious teacher, equal to Muhammad or Buddha, but all of these other stories about him being crucified and, and raising from the dead, those are just, those are just, just mythical stories. But he was a great teacher, and his writings that we have in the New Testament are, are great writings and great religious truth. But Jesus was just a man, just a religious leader, like Muhammad, like Buddha, and that's the Jesus he's talking about. Which, which Jesus is the writer of Hebrews talking about? Hmm. Which Jesus do we look to? Oh, is, is it, is it the, the popular version of Jesus today in many of the Christian pulpits that is Jesus is love and he is love and, it, and, and because he's love, he understands the struggles you're facing and he understands how, how you struggle within, but he loves you so much and he just wants to bless you. He just wants to be good to you. And, and, and he's this loving Jesus, but he's like so many parents. He doesn't really have strength. He doesn't really have authority. He's just this loving Jesus. Is that the Jesus that you serve? Well, I want to give you encouragement. Because the writer of Hebrews did not keep it a secret. We've been talking about from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. But in the next chapter, chapter 13 and verse 8, he tells us exactly who the Jesus is he's talking about. He said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is saying the Jesus Christ that we see in eternity past, and the Jesus Christ that was, that was alive and real when the writer of Hebrews was writing the book of Hebrews, the one who was seated at the right hand of the Father, is the same Jesus that will be the same Jesus for all and eternity. He doesn't change. He's the same Jesus. And so the Jesus we look to is not the Jesus that Hollywood talks about. It's not the Jesus that other religious organizations talk about. It's not the Jesus that was just a man. It was the Jesus that said to you and I, when, when he was asked, are you the Son of God? He said, yes. He is the same Jesus that said, before Abraham was, I am. He was in eternity past. He's going to be in eternity future. Same Jesus. He is the same Jesus that said, The works that I do shall ye do also, and greater works than these shall ye do, because I go to my Father. He's the Jesus that faced demonic forces time and again and drove them out. He's the Jesus that performed miracles and signs and wonders. He is the Jesus that said, You may, you may kill me today, but in three days I'm coming out of that grave. 
He is the same Jesus. That's the Jesus that we keep our eyes on. And that's the Jesus we're going to talk about in the next couple of podcasts. We're going to come back to this and we're going to say, okay, exactly who is this Jesus that we're to keep our eye on? Because we must know the Jesus that we're told when you're going through a time of adversity and a time of crisis, keep your eyes on Jesus. Who is that Jesus? That's what we're going to look at. God bless you. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. I hope that you will uh, uh, subscribe and that you will click on that like button and encourage your friends and neighbors and your family members to join us every Friday on Foundational You with Dr. Dean. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. This Christ-centered biblical training is a ministry of Spirit Life Ministries. We hope that you are blessed by this podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. For more information or questions for Dr. Dean, please contact us at the website fdeanhackett.com.